beloved brothers and sisters, this is Siobhan Williams coming to you from On the Chase Lounge. Today's topic of discussion will be concerning love. Though many are found only speaking such from their mouths, they fail to understand that love is a heartfelt expression and is in our being truthful and seeking to do good always unto one another when and where we truly experience love's presence and power operating in our hearts and lives. Love is the call for action word. When we take a moment to truly meditate and reflect upon the word love, the scriptures written in Corinthians is brought to remembrance by the Spirit, for it is written, I may be able to speak the languages of human beings and even of angels, but if I have no love, my speech is no more than a noisy gong or a clanging bell. I may have the gift of inspired preaching. I may have all knowledge and understand all secrets. I may have all the faith needed to move mountains. But if I have no love, I am nothing. I may give away everything I have and even give up my body to be burned. But if I have no love, this does me no good. Love is patient and kind. It is never found insisting on one's own schedule and or time, because that is selfish, and it is opposed to godly love. Patient endurance and long-suffering are hallmarks of a loving character. For love melts away impatience and frustration that so often hamper one's dealings with another. Patience requires both faith and humility. It requires that whenever things go differently than we've envisioned or wished them to, we believe that the Most High is working all things out for our good. Romans 8 and 28 that he will complete all the good things in which he begins, Philippians 1 and 6, and that we can put all our trust in him because our understanding is incomplete and inaccurate at best, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Patience is not permissive. It doesn't think sin or injustice is okay. Neither is patient passive. It's never found doing nothing. It is just a relentless trust in all that we do and all that we cannot do that the Most High will deal with everything in His perfect timing and justice. Deuteronomy 32.4 And He will accomplish all His purposes. Isaiah 46.10 Therefore, we should not allow our hearts nor our minds to become troubled or angry. Ultimately, love is patient because the Most High is patient. Love is kind. It's being sympathetic and considerate, meaning to show oneself useful and helpful unto another, which is an act of benevolence. I remember reading that the first stellar principle came from Luke chapter 7, 37 through 50. So one must first learn what the word kindness really means. 
and how to apply it to their lives. In Luke, there is a story told of when the Messiah was anointed with oil by a woman with a horribly immoral reputation who comes into a meeting place and pours expensive oil on his feet. The men in the group at the meeting were appalled that she would waste the expensive oil in that way. The Messiah heard their comments and took the opportunity to speak into their hearts a truth they weren't prepared to hear. In essence, he said to them, those who are able to love much are those who are willing to recognize the depth of their wrongs, transgressions, and sins. What does this mean to us today? This thought should resonate deep within us all as we begin to realize that we too need to acknowledge our own wrongs before we go looking at the wrongs of another. Gaining understanding that then and only then are we able to truly love others beyond their faults, failures, and offenses. When we began to be honest about the fact that we too are no better a person than anyone else to go playing judge or even harboring unforgiveness in our hearts, then we can graciously and genuinely love one another. So, there you have it. That's the lesson from Luke chapter 7 that we should be applying to our lives daily. When people have sought out to esteem me in saying that it's beautiful of you to desire to be gracious and forgiving, I give all praise, honor, and glory unto the Most High when hearing such tender words because I know how long my journey has been and how far of a way I too have come to finally come to understand that which the Spirit teaches when it concerns graciousness. I encourage you all who are listening today, we have to learn to be loving and forgiving unto one another because our wrongs are so great. How can we deny others the very same forgiveness that has been so freely given unto us? Think about that. Then a second principle comes from Corinthians, providing much and deep revelation concerning love. When we take the time to look up and investigate words in the Hebrew and Greek dictionary, we find out what most of the words in verse 4 through 8 truly mean. To our surprise, it should interest us all to know that the description of love starts with suffering. Love suffers long. Our modern sense of what love is does not usually include having to suffer at all. Then right after that, it simply says, love is kind. Simple, easy words, right? Well, I have to admit, I thought I knew what kindness was until I looked up kindness in the Hebrew and Greek. I am so glad that I did. I always wondered why other translations, paraphrases, didn't say love is kind 
Instead, it says, love looks for a way of being constructive. In the fruits of the Spirit in Galatians 5, kindness means to be useful. Ephesians 4.32 tells us to be kind just as the Messiah himself is kind. How was he kind? That's our challenge. But when we read and study the scriptures rightfully and thoroughly, kindness will begin to take on a new meaning in and through every area of our lives. In the Hebrew Greek, kindness refers to divesting our lives. It is contrary to the ideal of investing. When we invest in something, as you all know, we expect to yield some sort of return. However, when we divest, we don't expect anything in return. The Messiah sacrificed and divested his life for us, so he came to show us how we are to be useful and constructive through his many acts of love concerning us all. Healing the sick, giving sight to the blind, etc. The definition of kindness also goes on to say it is a type of spoiling another. Love does not envy. It's not jealous or conceited or proud. Love is not ill-mannered or selfish or irritable in any way. Meaning that when we possess true love, we will not be found being unhappy about everything, complaining about anything, or wishing to diminish or detract from the attainments, advantages, or opportunities afforded unto another. In fact, godly love produces just the opposite reactions. Love does not keep any record of wrongs. Love is not happy with evil, but is happy with the truth. Love never gives up and its faith, hope, and patience never fail. Love is eternal. There are inspired messages, but they are temporary. There are gifts of speaking in strange tongues, languages, but they will cease. There is knowledge, but it will pass. For our gifts of knowledge and of inspired messages are only partial. But When what is perfect comes, then what is partial will disappear. When I was a child, my speech, feelings, and thinking were all those of a child. Now that I am an adult, I have no more use for childish ways. What we see now is like a dim image in a mirror. Then we shall see face to face. What I know now is only partial, then it will be complete, as complete as the Most High's knowledge of me. Meanwhile, these three remain, faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. Though many think love to only be that which is to be spoken, love is a word that calls and commands our hearts, minds, bodies, and souls to live, move, and have our being in Him, seeking to do His good, pleasing, and perfect will. As it is written, the Most High watches over those who obey Him, 
those who trust in his constant love. Psalms 33:18. And it is also written, Love the Most High, your God, with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. Matthew 22 and 37. And to all these qualities, add love, which binds all things together in perfect unity. Colossians 3 and 14. Dear friends, let us love one another because love comes from the Most High. Whoever loves is a child of the Most High and knows the Most High. Whoever does not love does not know the Most High, for the Most High is love. And the Most High showed his love for us by sending his only Son into the world so that we might have life through him. This is what love is. It is not that we have loved the Most High, but that he loved us and sent his Son to be the means by which our sins are forgiven. Dear friends, if this is how the Most High loved us, then we shall love one another the same way, willing to sacrifice ourselves and die to ourselves so that another may know him and also live in him. No one has ever seen the Most High, but if we love one another, the Most High lives in union with us. And his love is made perfect in us. Did you hear me? His love is made perfect in us. We are sure that we live in union with the Most High and that he lives in union with us because he has given us his spirit. And we have seen and we tell others that the Father sent his Son to be the Savior for us. If we declare that the Son of the Most High, we live in union with the Most High, and the Most High lives in union with us, and we ourselves know and believe the love which the Most High has for us. For He is love, and those who live in love live in union with Him, and He lives in union with them. Love is made perfect in us in order that we may have courage on Judgment Day. And we will have it because our life in this world is the same as the Messiah's. Remember, there is no fear in love. Perfect love, perfect love drives out all fear. So then, love has not been made perfect in anyone who is afraid. Because fear has to do with punishment. We love because the Most High first loved us. If we say we love the Most High but hate others, we are liars. For we cannot love the Most High whom we have not seen if we do not love others whom we have seen. The command that the Messiah has given us is this. Whoever loves the Most High must love others also. So if we were to pass away from this life, what would others have to say about the life we live and the love we gave? Believe it or not, those around us 
whether they were in our lives briefly or permanently, at some point in time, must experience love, especially if we truly love the Most High. Because whatever we do unto the least of them, we must understand that we have done it unto Him. And whatever measure we use concerning another, it will be used concerning us, for we shall reap what we have sown. We must also be mindful of the fact that we may be in company of angels unaware who were sent unto us on an assignment in concern and in love for us. And though there will be those who will be found never desiring to embrace or receive us for whatever reason, we are still commanded to allow love, which is the very essence of the Most High, to rule and reign in our hearts, governing and instructing everything that we are and everything in which we are desiring to become. So, church, all you sons and daughters of the Most High, it is also written, and all thy getting get understanding. The love invents towards one another will be the very proof that he exists or don't exist in our lives. If we are found lacking love for another, we must be mindful of that which is also written. Every good and perfect gift comes from above. He that loveth not knoweth not the Most High, for the Most High is love. So we take witness that love is summed up in the Most High. And if others are to know him, we must desire to allow him to rule our hearts in every way possible that is pleasing unto him. We cannot have unforgiveness, strife, malice, and every other wicked thing residing in our hearts and think that he will desire to dwell in such an unclean thing. Remember, he hates these things. A proud look. A lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devices wicked plans, a feet that are swift and running to evil, a false witness who speaks lies, and one who sows discord among brethren. If we are willing to resist the enemy, then and only then can we be made free to experience the abundant life that he came for us to have. And any time that we have ought with one another, it should be nothing for us to quickly go and tell another his or her fault between thee and him or her alone. If he or she shall hear thee, thou hast gained thy brother or sister. If a man say that he loveth the Most High and hateth, rejects, his brother, he is a liar. For he that loveth not his brother whom he hath seen, how can he love the Most High whom he hath not seen? And this commandment have we from him, that he who loveth the Most High love his brother also. Thou shalt not avenge nor bear any grudges against the children of thy people. But thou shalt love 
thy neighbor, brother, as thyself. I am the Most High. As it is written, be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father which is in heaven is perfect. Hereby know we that we dwell in him and he in us, because he hath given us of his spirit. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the spirit do mind the things of the spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal minded is enmity against the Most High, for it is not subject to the law of the Most High, neither indeed can be. So then, they that are in the flesh cannot even please the Most High. But ye are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. If so, be that the Spirit of the Most High dwell in you. Now, if any man have not the Spirit of the Messiah, he is none of his. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors, not to the flesh, to live after the flesh. For if ye live after the flesh, ye shall die. But if ye live through the Spirit, do mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of the Most High, they are the sons of the Most High. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. It is also written, There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But the Most High is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able, but will, with the temptation, also make a way of escape for you, that you may be able to bear it. It is finished, beloved. It is finished. <laughs>